Good morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing over there? Oh boy, it's been another interesting week. Well, I'm kind of laughing because off air before the show started, you got me all spun up and we were probably talking about non-real estate related topics. And I said, you know what? We should just stick to real estate. Yeah. Like maybe this is a little, um, maybe this is a little bubble here of happiness that, Mm -hmm. um, that people can, can enjoy. So we're going to stick to real estate because if we go off topic too far, we don't have to go very far no. to find, <laughs> to, to find <laughs> no, to, we do not to, to find topics. So, but no, real estate. Oh my gosh, it's the weather stayed. I mean, spring has sprung here. Holy mm-hmm. smokes, we We've are, had a little bit colder once the wind went away earlier yep. this week. This weekend, they're saying you know maybe some sunshine tomorrow in upper forties. Hey, on for Sunday. me, I'm I'm taking it. Like it is. Uh, it is a busy January for real estate. So compared to previous, oh yeah. So we're we're super excited about that, and uh, the phone's been ringing off the hook, and a lot of web activity coming in. So we've been out showing and mm-hmm. putting uh, putting things under contract, which that's what we like to do. And talking about something that went under contract, hmm. um, I. I, I guess this had kind of fallen off my radar a little bit, but because it's such a, I thought it was an old story, but it popped up in uh, Rob Report this week as I was researching for the show that Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch hmm. just finally sold. I heard about that. Okay, so it was once priced, I mean, listen to this price reduction. It was once priced when it came on the market. Um, at a hundred million. Wow. And it just sold for twenty-two million. Really, considering the historical value and his impact on the music industry, I honestly find that a little low. Well, it's crazy when you look at it. I think there was just so much negativity associated with the property because yeah, of the lawsuits of, yeah. and, and what happened there that um he originally purchased that. I mean, just the land value alone. He purchased that in 1987 for 19 and a half million. Wow. So, I mean, to, to then sell for only 22 million, mm-hmm. you, you know, some 30 odd years later. So um, it, just really, really interesting to look at that and see. But sometimes things will happen on a property or Mm -hmm. at a property or, you know, we've made jokes in the past about paranormal activity and, you you know, or crimes were committed at a property. And so when that happens, sometimes those negative connotations can stick with the property. And at this point, it it looks like it probably did. So a a billionaire, it was reported, um, bought it. Ron Burkle bought the property and he also owns um, several other, like, resort type properties or clubs Mm -hmm. so i'm assuming that there's going to be some sort of massive renovation rebranding or or remodeling or remodeling here so but it was um it was crazy when when you looked at it it was a large i mean the ranch was a large almost 2700 acres 
um, and had 22 structures, including several guest houses, um, a 50-seat movie theater, and a 3,700-square-foot pool house and swimming pool. So, I mean, it's massive. When When you look at that, it's highly unlikely any of that could be rebuilt, but I think we'll see at some point a massive remodel done there mm-hmm. and then that thing either repurposed would would more likely be what would happen there yes so and interesting um interestingly enough i the topic for today's show uh has been the uh cause of several we will call them, I don't want to say disputes, but marital discussions hmm. that I have had with my wife before. So personally, the topic today, um, I had a national I had a national firm reach out to me and say, hey, we want to interview you on a couple topics for real estate. Wow. So one of the topics they wanted to talk about was refinishing hardwood floors. And I'm like, well, that's odd, but... You know, we we do a number of flip houses each year and mm-hmm. remodels and purchase properties with our guaranteed sale program and, and that type of stuff. So I said, you know what? I said, it's really funny that you mentioned that topic because when we're remodeling and going to, to, into houses, I swear every other flip that we have, my wife and I have this discussion. And that is, and a lot of people, you know, consider doing this, and that is... Do you refinish the hardwood floors or do you cover them or rip rip them out? And so hmm. what happens, McKay, in a lot of, and we find this in a lot of the houses that we purchase and that we remodel, um, we'll find these in some of the, you know, some of the older North Richland homes or yeah. some of the older Kennewick homes. I am always like, this this is a feeling that I absolutely love, and I unless you've done it, I don't think you know people, fellow remodelers out there will know this feeling, is when we go into one of those houses or we purchase one of those houses, and you pull back the carpet, mm-hmm. and you see that old growth, um, you know Douglas, you know fir or, or oak hardwood floors, hardwood floors, and. I tell you what, for me, it is always just an absolute feeling of elation when I see those floors. They've been covered with carpet for the Mm -hmm. last, you know, 30 years. Um, They're really, really close to original great condition. And I just really think refinished, in my mind, there's nothing more beautiful than than those floors. You haven't ridden a floor sander lately, haven't you? Okay, so we're going to talk about that today and 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 you get absolutely i mean i didn't even pay you to say that that's amazing well years and years and years ago wife and i had to refinish a room and those floor sanders it's not easy okay it's easy to goof up hardwood so floors. i talked about me having a marital issue with hardwood floors you've had one yourself yes okay <laughs> okay so this, so okay so this is way more common than i thought and then just when that when they when they reached out to me about the interview, I said, oh, my gosh. I said, this is more people than I think must go through this. Mm-hmm. So great to hear that you've had that same experience. And and that's the number that's the number one thing that we're that we're looking at. And I think they really wanted me to talk about the costs associated with. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because for some people, at some point, say 30 years ago, at that house that we were talking about, they were into, somebody made the decision to put carpet over those. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, tack strips around the outside and just cover and cover those up. So you got to look at like what the reasoning was in that situation and why you would consider refinishing versus covering. Because it's easier. <laughs> it, it, it can be easier. And you're exactly right. In today's day and age of, you know, click together laminate flooring, some of the LVP mm-hmm. products, um, carpeting, it would be, it's much cheaper to go in and just roll out new carpet over over those floors. Um, a, you know, probably about half the cost of re of refinishing mm-hmm. and so that's why in these situations where i you know i like to joke and say we have a marital discussion about it mm-hmm. but it, it's a matter of for some people cost versus return and so we look at that and you're probably going to spend um, around five dollars a square foot to to refinish those hardwood floors. So if you, mm-hmm. if you look, you say you've got a bigger room, a living room, um, or something. Let's say so you've got a let's say you got a four hundred square foot you know area. You're going to be looking at at around at a minimum probably about two thousand dollars to get those to get that area re- refinished. Yeah. And so then you've got to look at well, what's the cost going to be for carpeting? What's the cost going to be for vinyl and then also a lot of times people are worried about the maintenance of it so yes. just real quickly and mckay kind of started to touch on that is what are you going to have to do well the number one thing you're going to have to do and why there's some additional cost there is before you even get started you're going to have to prep that room meaning to do this it's going to have to be hundred percent absolutely empty yes and then what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to remove the trim because you're going to have to get that sander up there close to the to the wall we're going to get to that Mm -hmm. step eventually but but you're going to have to remove the trim all of the trim and then you need to check the floor what sometimes why people um cover these or go over is you need to check the floor floor for larger holes and cracks yes or potentially any water damage sometimes we'll we will see like uh refrigerators from a kitchen that have Mm -hmm. leaked out so you'll pull up you'll pull up carpet or you'll uncover it and you'll see like near the kitchen say you know uh four or five foot section of damage where the water ran out stained stained and then what's even worse is um is warped boards if the if they warped and then they and then they expanded and then they shrunk and those are going to be really difficult um more difficult to repair you're not Mm -hmm. going to be able to sand those down those are going to have to be replaced so one of the things you start to think about immediately is okay well how am i going to replace those specific boards and then what's that gonna look like so yes some of the little tricks that that we have used that sometimes people don't think about is we've had a couple projects like that 
sometimes you can find boards that are fairly close. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the good hardwood refinishers in town, and there's a number of people that do a great job in town. Some of them keep a supply from previous jobs that they have, and they they sometimes will offer up replacement boards. The other thing that we've done before, when we've had a section, say, in a living room or near a kitchen that was damaged, we've actually gone in and we've cut the boards out of the closet. Sometimes Mm. they will run the hardwood, the original, into the closets. So we've cut the boards out of the closet, then carpeted the closet, because you're not going to see that when the door's closed. Mm -hmm. And then we've used those boards to make the repairs so that it all matches. So Mm. work with your installer or refinisher, or if you're super, super handy, these are some of those tips and tricks that we've used to replace some of those damaged boards. And then you get an exact match um, and you can move on to step three that John was talking about (laughs) and that is sanding the floor Mm -hmm. so most people don't just have one of these lying around in their garage so you're going to have to rent from one of our rental companies in town um, an industrial like drum sander now Like McKay pointed out, you were very ambitious in your role of running that machine. Yes. And it is not just something that you jump on and are great at. I imagine you had a learning curve. Yes. Yes. And and even with that learning curve, sometimes at the end of it, you were probably, there might have even been some swear words that were used. Well, for one thing, you have to make sure that you get the right grade of sandpaper when you're starting, because if the floor is in bad shape, you're going to want to eat through the old finish. Then you have to replace that disc with a fine disc to uh, finish it. Finishing. It's like heavy, you know. Yeah, the recommendations actually say that you go from a 40 grit to then a 60 to then an 80 and then a 120. So I'm so you're making numerous passes over over the floor and you have mm-hmm. to use a pattern that does not grind, you know. You don't want to grind circles into the floor. <laughs> you, do, you do not for for sure at all. So so that is one of the reasons. This is one of those processes where we kind of like we do with electrical work um, that when we recommend a professional, this is one of those processes where we heavily, heavily recommend a professional yes. hardwood finisher because yeah. the skill set, it is, it is a very, very skilled trade. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a mate when they look right, they look brand new. Yeah. And so when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about what happens after the sanding, a couple of the options you have, and then kind of just a final opinion about the hardwood floors. Do you replace or cover with something else or do you refinish? And what I believe is the right choice. Right here on Newstalk 870. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today, I think we've been tackling a topic that in 10 years, I don't know if we ever have had on the show. And we've been talking about making the decision to refinish hardwood floors Mm -hmm. versus covering them with a different material or completely um, tearing out and replacing. And so 
And there, there seems to be a lot of you're either one way or another on the on on this topic. There yeah. doesn't seem to be a lot of mid, middle road there. And we, John and I both had to laugh because, you know, when when we do houses and we go into flip houses and stuff like that, I think it was pretty apparent to tell in the first in the first segment that we did. And I don't know, call me an old soul or just a little bit of a purist in that thing. But I um, I have a hard time not refinishing those <laughs> like and if somebody's tearing them out, I literally hurts my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so I don't know if I just I love that traditional wood look and it does mm-hmm. take it does take a little more maintenance. But. I got to tell you, there's something about when those original wood floors are refinished Mm -hmm. and when they are, you know, they've got that glean on them and you can see the differences in the wood grain. And then I tell you what, I'm not I'm not a perfect designer, but I'm a little bit of a real estate geek. And you put the right rug in Mm -hmm. one of those rooms with those wood floors. Get a game over. There's no (laughs) argument anymore. So we always go through this process and, and. you know, and and my wife will be like, you know, for half the price, I think we could put a carpet in here that would look good. And and I'll, and I'm always just like, you know, she's like, well, fine, it's coming out of your half of the profits. <laughs> so, but no, but that is a consideration mm-hmm. that people have to make. And I yes. will tell you, it is a little bit colder. So you have to look and like sometimes in bedrooms, you know, sometimes like we'll do the living rooms or the traffic areas and we'll have a compromise out mm-hmm. there no most people in today don't know what that is but yeah. <laughs> oh sorry mckay we said we're only talking about real estate yes um so we will have a compromise and say like sometimes people don't like the wood floors in the bedrooms because um it's colder so mm-hmm. if you're walking around in there more jumping out of bed i will say that is true like it is colder mm-hmm. it is it is not as soft but in the higher traffic areas, in the living rooms, man, I think the look is better. And I think the wear and tear in those traffic areas yeah. o- overall is better. And so a lot of times people ask me, well, they'll say, Lance, do you think I'm going to get a bigger return mm-hmm. out of redoing these or or should I just carpet it? So my take on that situation is that I I do have to agree if we look at the numbers specifically mm-hmm. and we're in a resale situation um, if you put in say brand new carpet in that area versus brand new hardwoods or you refinished the hardwoods the return is going to be pretty similar mm-hmm. like we're not going to sell the house for drastically more mm-hmm. um, but um, and so your return on your money in will be quite a bit more if you do the cheaper flooring option. However, if we're in a situation about selling the house quickly or a buyer is deciding between two homes. Now, I know in this market of low inventory, mm-hmm. not as big of a deal, right? So maybe right now for the time that we're talking about might not be as big of a deal. I 100% would have to agree with that. But if somebody was deciding between two houses and you walk in and you see those brand new hardwood floors and they're beautiful, the wow factor and the feeling that Mm -hmm. that will give a buyer, I believe 100% there's no question. And so they, they will definitely consider that as an upgrade. It is, however, I will admit, it's just not one of those options that you're 
running out and saying, oh my gosh, I did so much better on that project. Or when I sold the house, I made mm-hmm. so much more because we, because we had refinished those hardwood floors. So I do have to agree with that point at the, at the end of the day, but gosh, they look fantastic. Yes. <laughs> and so before the break, we had stopped at sanding because we talked about hiring professionals for this particular operation. Um, but if you were doing it yourself, the, the different flow that they go through, and I want people to realize what they're in for in that situation. Once that sanding is done, they have to do a massive amount of cleaning because mm-hmm. they, a lot of times you'll say, well, it's just the floors and we're going to be doing some more construction in here. The problem is, is that not only do you have to clean up the floors after that, you really need to make sure that you clean the walls also, yeah. because what can happen is in the next step, we're going to be putting down a stain and then a sealer and if you don't clean those walls what what will happen is that those dust particles will fall off of the walls during that process and if there's something for instance like you know the the dust off the walls or a hair or something you're gonna end up seeing that discrepancy in -hmm. the final product so you'll want to make sure that it is very very clean once cleaned then the professionals sometimes they'll do an operation that they call water popping Mm -hmm. and so they they mix alcohol with water then spray it on the floor Um, What that does is that kind of brings out the wood grains and Mm. gets it to where they will uptake the stain more when, when they stain it. And then you have to come up the, you know, probably even if you're using a professional in this situation, your biggest choice will be. What stain color do I end up using? And so a lot of times, like I said, a closet is sometimes a great place to check. Um, Most of the hardwood refinishers at that point will come out. For them, it's very easy to stain a section, and then they can quickly, that small section, re-sand it off. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they'll do it in a closet so you can check it out. But I highly, highly recommend having three stain options put down yes. that you can look at instead of just looking at the you know looking, color chart. looking at the color chart and saying yeah let's do it i i can't tell you how many times we've said one thing at the at the stain store and then we've gotten it on the floors with like the three different choices 50% of the time i feel like we change our mind from what we had decided to then what it looks like when we get it down on the floor. So yep. so my next big tip is is do a trial run with those stains so that so that you get you get what you were paying for. The last thing that happens then is after they put that stain down then they will come and they'll put a sealer they'll put a sealer on it Mm -hmm. and i will tell you that if you have any sort of health issues with breathing or problems with smells this is not a process where you will be able to stay in the house yeah for uh, uh, you know a lot of the recommendations you'll see online and stuff is you'll see 48 hours so two nights 
I would reckon to say, because we a lot of times we'll do this in a vacant house, you know, when we're doing a remodel or mm-hmm. a flip or between renters. And I got to tell you, I, I really, if you have any sort of breathing or health issues, that's not enough time. Like I can generally like feel shocked about that smell up to four days after, after it's put down. Mm-hmm. Now, some people, you know, if maybe they're not sensitive to it, sure. 48 hours, you're back in there, but to allow that to cure and then to kind of get that smell to dissipate out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're looking at sometimes being out of the property, um, for two to four days so you're going to want to budget that into your budget it might not just be the dollars per square foot mm-hmm. you might have to be in a hotel room for two nights or you might have to stay at a friend's house or or um god forbid move in with relatives mm. you know <laughs> and, so, yeah. and, and so factor that into the project um and i think if you look at those items you'll have a lot more success um, from me being a purist standpoint, I love that old growth timber. Please refinish it because I, I love seeing it when we come in and, yes. re- and relist houses. I do have today my pick three is a little bit is a little bit different. We are still having super super low inventory mm-hmm. um when that happens new construction gets really really busy um and i gotta say right now our hot ticket items has been our new construction townhouses in pasco at urban flats with mod mm. housing and so we have had i think in the last i think it's almost been one a day in the last three days wow. so those are there's there's not a lot of options for new construction in the price range under 250 and that's mm-hmm. exactly what we've got with urban flats and mod housing so my pick three this week and these are modern design mm-hmm. my pick three this week is our three models so our entry level two bed one bath 806 um, square feet Mm -hmm. you can have brand new construction out there at 194,000. Wow. Price is literally unheard of. I'm not talking about what we were just talking about refinishing hardwood floors, mm-hmm. fixing things up. This is move in ready, brand new construction. Um, if you were starting out, um, two bed, one bath, and that's coming in at 194,000. That's pretty good. My pick number two is our 1163 square foot plan, and that is going to give you a three bed two bath Mm -hmm. brand new construction townhouse and that's coming in at two hundred and thirteen thousand not nine hundred and then my pick three and this is um this is my favorite plan out there and that's a 1224 square feet Mm -hmm. three bed two bath and that's coming in at two nineteen nine. Wow! And so you know there is there's some awesome options out there. And the the one I started with the two bed one bath at one ninety four, mm-hmm. we actually have one of those complete ready to go. So you you could be moving and say we went under contract on that. Um, I mean you could be moving in thirty five days. Wow! Into brand new construction for under two hundred thousand. And I mean, and these things are, they're super, super nice. I mean, they're highly energy efficient. Um, They've got 
awesome finish work. I mean, the builder is not just like slapping these things up there. Mm -hmm. uh, the quality of work out there if for that price point, it, it literally just blows my mind. So I said before the show, I'm like, this is 100% my pick three. Uh, we've been going under contract on a lot of these. Mm -hmm. We do have about four more ready to go so if we've been selling it one a day you've got a couple more days yeah um, <laughs> and so and then we're also doing pre-sales we've been putting some pre-sale contracts together mm -hmm. for our next phase um, we're going to have a bunch more ready in the next uh, 60 days so if you have any questions about that you've considered what that looks like our tagline out there is modern attainable living if you've mm -hmm. had trouble you're frustrated with not being able to get something i don't think you'll ever regret going into a product like this right now mm -hmm. with the interest rates you have right now yeah um when we're quoting rates that start with a two yes um not end with a two not you know start with a two um and you're getting into brand new construction um affordable housing at that product this is an incredible i just don't think that's something that you're going to come back three years from now and say gosh lance i really wish i wouldn't have done that um <laughs> yeah. you know i mean there, there's going to be some there's going to be some value mm -hmm. uh, in those and so we're super excited about the activity and what's happening out there we would love to talk to people about that go to kenmoreteam.com you can see all of those models under our uh, website under our builder tab mm -hmm. with urban flats mod housing check that out yeah you can see all those plans online see what that looks like browse at your leisure and then give us a call and we'd love to get you out there and take you through and and show you one of those and there you go so with that being said we will wrap up here but we will also be like always right back here next week right here on news talk 870